Hi, this is Tammy, and I have an exciting opportunity for you. I have a six-week program called Preparing for Your Crown. If you are on your spiritual journey and you're just trying to figure it out, you have gifts that are flowing for you, you have um, information that's coming from you at all, from all, all angles, then you want to grab my preparing for your crown. That is a six week program that I will help you navigate all of your spiritual awakening with your spiritual gifts, your sacred archetypes, embodying who you are and who it is that you desire to be. So if that is something that you are looking for and that sounds amazing to you, then make sure that you send me a message right here on this platform or you can email me and my description is normally in the show notes of this video. Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. I am super, super excited to present Ava Brooks to you. She is going to tell you exactly who she is and what it is that she does and how she can help you. So Ava, take it away. Thank you so much for um, asking me to come on. I'm very humbled and grateful for this opportunity. So my name is is Ava Brooks. I'm a certified medical intuitive, certified medium, certified psychic, Reiki master, and intuitive development coach. I um, have my own business, Illuminate 528, and I, um, I love to help other people heal to find the light within themselves and to be able to give healing messages from their loved ones in spirit. That is so awesome. So now let's get into it. So did you, were you, um, did you discover that you had these gifts when you were young? Like, were you, were you um, attracted to, you know, maybe angels or did you have, um, what are those things called? Um, imaginary friends, you know, that we know now are our guides. Yeah. So um, I was a wallflower as a child and still am as an adult. And so um, I was an avid reader and I grew up in a chaotic household. So I needed to find safe spaces in my home. And so what I found was when things were being chaotic, I would find myself in the closet reading or maybe under my bed. And I would sense a presence around me and I could feel um, spirits. I could feel them touching me. It was like a light energy or if I was sitting on my bed, the bed would move as if somebody was sitting next to me and I would, my body would kind of move over. So I always knew that um, there was something around me and it felt very calming and soothing. Um, and I didn't really give it a name or explore it until I got older. Gotcha. Gotcha. So 
tell us about that as you got older and you started seeing maybe what it was or or having experiences of it how was that for you yeah so um as i so i sense spirits um throughout my entire life and originally it started with me feeling spirit and then as um as i got a little bit older i started to see silhouettes um, of spirit or little, um, some people call them orbs. And um, I got really curious because at first I thought, uh, oh, this is just for me. It's a protection. But then as I was on my spiritual journey, I really realized that um, one, we all have this innate gift to connect with spirit and to receive messages and to give messages. Um, but also to it, it wasn't just for me. It was, um, it was some, it was, it helped me when I was younger, but then as I continued to get older and start to take classes and become certified, I really had to step into my courage and be able to start sharing information with other people because I realized other people need healing too. Oh, and other people need to hear from their loved ones in spirit. That is so perfect. That is so perfect. So as you started on that journey and you started realizing, hey, you know, I can help people, you know, to heal. I can help people to heal from broken hearts because that's basically, you know, what you do with mediumship. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. people are looking for answers and want to speak to their loved ones. So how did that come in for you? Um... So for me, um, I, so I started giving messages as an adult, but then when I took the certification program, um, I learned to give more structured messages. Um, and I had a, I have an, a really an amazing teacher and, um, she taught us to really connect heart to heart and then bring a spirit through and bring those messages in. So now at this point in my life, when I sense spirit, I usually tell clients like, you'll see me closing my eyes so that I can connect to the spirit world. And then also too, I receive a lot of information on the right hand side of my body. So spirit will, different spirits, they'll show me movies or images. Um, they'll also make me feel different sensations. So it's almost like using all of the senses to communicate with spirit. And then I just relay that, um, to clients as it comes through. Hmm. That is so powerful. Um, just being able to do that. So how has that affected you in other areas of your life? Mm, that's a really great question. Um, I would say as an introvert and a wallflower, I really had to step into my courage and I had to be okay with, um, judgment and criticism and being questioned. And that was really, really hard for me because who willingly wants to feel rejection or make themselves vulnerable to maybe be accepted but I felt like the work was too great for me to just play it small and I feel like with this journey um it really helped me um 
reprioritize my life and reprioritize my wellness. I always say um, I have two goals every day, and that's to connect with spirit and participate in my wellness. And so I feel like <clears throat> with all the messages that I receive and I give to people, um, I consider them to be healing messages so that people can understand their own light and be illuminated and start to participate in their own wellness. And through doing that, it strengthened my own practices yes. of taking care of myself, being more mindful and grounded and really living a slower life because we live in a world that's sensory overload yes. and we're so oversaturated with negativity I remember growing up like we didn't have access to the news until 5 p.m and now it's at our fingertips all the time and we're not meant to be so oversaturated so I feel like um this journey has helped me be a lot more mindful about where my attention goes how I show up in the world and how I show up for myself Yes, that is, and that is so important because so many women, especially, <clears throat> you know, we're not showing up for ourselves. You know, we're showing up for our families. We're showing up for our, you know, partners. We're showing up for our, our you know, our parents, our loved ones, whoever, our animals, our plants. You know, we show up for everybody, a yeah. lot of us, but ourselves. Yeah. So to get that part, oh my God, that is so huge, and actually also to share it with other people that you know, that's why we're here, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like just to piggyback on what you said, it's so easy to take care of other people. Yeah. And it's so easy to focus on the wellness of others, thinking yeah. that we're doing good and we do, but we can't do it at our expense. No. There's definitely a time and a place to help others. But first and foremost, we always have to help to help ourselves. And I heard this, um, statement one time that um you know how we always say you can't pour from an empty cup but yeah. you can't even pour from a full cup we can only pour from a cup that's flowing over yes oh, we yeah. don't have that overflow we don't really have anything to give i have found this um when I don't have a cup that's overflowing like that. And I give because of course, you know, being a healer and being a spiritual person, I'm a giver. Yes. And so I found that actually, I think that that is one of the things that I was dealing with within my body because I was giving and giving and mm -hmm. giving and pouring from a cup that I didn't need to pour from. You know, And so I, and when, I, when you said that that's what came to me, I was like, oh my God, that is what it is. Like yeah. giving and giving and giving and giving. But you know, there's a there has to be a balance. Yes, so absolutely. Have, you know, you got to give in and receiving cycle because it has to be. You got the law of what is it receiving? So mm -hmm. it can't just be all giving, it's got to be receiving. And the thing is too, is that we're somatic beings, right? And so we're energetic beings inhabiting this human body, but we are sensitive to energy, whether or not we recognize it. Yes. So you know how sometimes uh, you walk into a room and you can feel the tension, right? 
or you can walk into a room where a baby is playing and you can feel the lightheartedness. But those are, um, you know, we pick up on that in daily life all the time, whether we're conscious or unconscious uh, of it. And so if we don't take the time to really slow down and create the sacred space every day to connect with ourselves, to connect with our higher selves, to connect with our loved ones in spirit, we get caught up in all the humanness and the humanness is busy and it's noisy and, and it's draining. Yes. That is so real because I think about that um, <laughs> because I was actually having this conversation with another person. I was like, you know, you, you have to take that time to connect because sometimes we feel guilty about, you know, taking that time because, you know, especially if people are around us that don't understand that you need that time. Correct. You know, yeah. and and I would love it if you would speak to people on that part, because, you know, when you begin to accept what it is that you're supposed to do, and then you know that the judgment will come and you know that that's just a part of it, but it's not anything to really um, pay attention to. Yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah. You know, so speak to that. Yeah. So the fear of rejection is real right? We all want to be loved and accepted, especially by our families and our friends. But sometimes we outgrow people. And sometimes um, I would, I would just say, um, if you're in a position where it's hard for you to speak your truth, you're just surrounded by an audience that you've outgrown. And it's okay to still be connected to people in a certain manner um, if you feel like you've outgrown them, but never put yourself in a position where you have to dim your light and play it small. Um, I think that those of us who are forward thinkers, who are um, on the spiritual path, um, and change makers of the world, it's important for us to really, really show up for ourselves yes. so that we can model to other people, even the people that don't support us, we can be a model for them to show up for themselves as well. Yes. I think sometimes that this world uh, can make us hard and it's really important for us to be gentle with ourselves yes. and to have a soft approach to life. And those that um, are critical and are judgmental, they're, it's, they're, they are um, living from their woundedness. So we all have wounds. And Pima Shadran, um, she's an author and um, a Buddhist and she had um, written a book and in the book it said um, it alluded to are you living from the wound or are you living from the scar oh wow yeah and I thought that that was really deep because we all encounter wounds in our life but at some point our wounds may not always be our fault but it's our responsibility to heal them no matter how they happened or incurred in our life and so it's also up to us to view the world 
from that place of living in the living uh, from the scar. And what that really means is that we're gentle with ourselves. We understand that we can't categorize people into separate boxes. We all have unique visions and lenses in this world. Yes. And it's really up to us to just be kind to one another. Yeah. We're all living at different states of consciousness and we have to honor people where they are in life, even if it's different from us. That is, that's powerful because that is, to me, um, that is, that is the vision, I think, of America before all of the rest of it. Mm -hmm. I think that was the, the true vision that they came over for that reason. So yeah. You have these freedoms and all this stuff. And then they turned around and, you know, did what they did. But, you know, that's another whole conversation. But mm -hmm. Um, but I thought that was pretty interesting that that was the reason why they came here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it, of course, turned into something totally different. Um, but I think that in our lives that, you know, most people want that type of freedom. Yes. You know, we want that and we want to be free to be whoever we want to be and free to not, you know, have judgment and all that stuff. But we know that that, that doesn't really exist. <laughs> so you just... Yes. You know, don't dim your light and shine. And that is an amazing thing to tell spiritual entrepreneurs because, you know, we, we get a lot of it, you know, because yeah. you get people that say, oh, well, you know, I, I do um, healing work or whatever, but, but I don't think it's right to charge. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think about that? <laughs> it's interesting. Cause I just had a conversation with a friend about this the other day. So all relationships are about reciprocity. And if you are not receiving in some manner in any relationship, be it um, professional, platonic, familial, um, you're doing a disservice to yourself because what you're saying is I hold no value in this world and my time, my talents, and my abilities are not worth receiving reciprocation. And so money is just a form of reciprocity. Yes. That is, and where did you, how did you, how did you arrive at that? Because I know, now I, I spoke to people before and I've said, um, when people said stuff to me, I said, listen, they said, well, in the Bible, you know, those people didn't, you know, the, the healers or whatever, you know, they didn't charge and this, that, and the third, I said, but you don't, but you don't, you don't even understand it. I said, because in the Bible, they took care of those people. Mm -hmm. Those people were taken care of by the community. So they didn't, you know, they didn't have to. I said, but we don't have that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to eat. You got to, you got to, got to use that energy exchange, which for us is money. Yes. Yes. I think for me, um, I initially had the same mindset, like healing is our innate gift and mediumship is our innate gift. And how can I charge? And um, it was burnout. Like yeah. I had to learn the lesson of hard knocks and yeah. it was really through burnout. It was like within the, the first month or so that I decided to become public and to start sharing my gifts. Um, people will naturally uh, accept what you give them. Correct. Yeah. But it's up to us to send, to set boundaries. Yes. And so um, I realized that um I had to really 
ask myself, um, other than having the peace of helping others, where is the reciprocity? Where is the balance in these relationships? Um, you know, and what did, I, that, what did that burnout look like for you? Uh, what it looked like was feeling that I had to say yes at any time somebody asked for assistance or service, um, no matter how long the duration was um, and when they were in crisis. And, um, and it didn't, I was struggling with um, guilt and, and like, it was a lot of different emotions. And so I finally just came to a place of, um, do I believe in myself? Do I believe that my abilities um, are worth charging for? And and I've, I'm certified in multiple areas. So I have put the time and the effort into making sure that I'm effective in all of the areas and all of the modalities. Um, even though I'm a natural medium and I grew up being sensitive to spirit, um, I still wanted to become certified. I felt like it was extremely important for me to do my due diligence and become certified in all of these areas because I want to teach. And I felt like if, in order for me to be an effective teacher, I needed to be an effective student. So I've poured all of this time into um you know, learning all of these modalities with fidelity mm -hmm. and for me to um, give away services for free was a disservice for all of the work that I did to show up and be my best self in the world. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. It's like, it's almost like saying, you know what? I don't really have any value. Yes. So here, take it. Yes. And yeah. And I, I know that for me, it just started feeling icky and I didn't even want to work with people at all. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think in a lot of ways, you know, it shut me down some because I was just like, you know what? I, I can't do this. I mean, come on now. Yes. Or come on. I was like, nah, you know, I'm like, when you go in the grocery store to get, you know, whatever you're going to get, you're going to pay for it. You can't just, mm -hmm. you know, you can't walk out of it because that's what they're doing. Where yeah. But, but before we started exchanging money, right, and humanity, if we if we look back at history, before we started exchanging money, money we had a bartering system. Yes. So again, there was reciprocity. Yeah, yeah. Because you're using that energy and it's a circulation thing. So, you know, that is, I think that's so important for spiritual entrepreneurs because, you know, um, it's so many different schools of thought. Mm -hmm. so I've heard that many different times, which I thought it was really crazy that people said, oh, no, I don't charge for my gifts because I just don't believe that I should charge for them. And I said, OK, good luck with that. <laughs> and, but we also have to honor where they are. Yes. Right. Yes. Like they're walking their spiritual journey and they may or may not get to the point where they want to charge in my belief. I feel like it's a disservice to your gifts, your time, your talents and abilities, but I can also say that and honor where that person is in their journey. Yeah. Yeah. I would never say anything to them about that. I just think, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's great. You know, and I just move on because it's not my business really. <laughs> you know, my thing is you, you, people will fight so hard for their limiting beliefs. 
you know, you'll, you'll be working with them and, and they just want to hold on to them, you know, oh, no, because, you know, my grandma told me that and, you know, uh, it, it runs in my family or whatever. And yeah, I'm gonna have it and blah, blah, blah. And these things, it's like, come on. And, and it's really hard of all the patterns to break. It's hard to break the familial patterns, especially the thought beliefs that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Like I grew up um, in a family of Catholics. And so when I broke away from Catholicism and I started identifying um, as a spiritualist, that really didn't sit well with my family. Yeah. But I could not... Um, I could know, I could not um, play it small for them anymore yeah. because I was at a point in my life where I was happy um, as a spiritualist realizing that there are so many other mediums like me um, and the thought belief of um, being a spiritualist is we believe in the continuity of life and we all have a higher power of our own understanding. Yes. There's no dogma, there's no creed. And that really, really settled with me because yes. even at this point in my life, I can't really identify God. Um, I think that will always be a narrative that's always going to be changing for me, but I really look to mother nature. I feel like I learn so much from mother nature. Mother nature shows us how to be malleable and flexible and to let go at sometimes and to realize sometimes we're buried and planted. And then there are times for being in fruition as well. Yeah. So I really look to um, nature as my higher power and as a reminder and then also connecting with spirits and hearing from loved ones as well. Yes, yes, that is so powerful. So, all right, I know this is probably a long time ago, mm -hmm. but can you describe the first time that you did the mediumship work? Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say, um. It's not the first time that I did it, but it's one of the most uh, profound moments that I had a few years yeah. ago, I was traveling and I was going to a retreat and um, I was driving to the airport and I heard this name three times and I was like, that's interesting. I just you know, heard a name three times. So I said, I wonder if it's related to um, somebody that I'm going to meet. And um, I never like to approach anybody. I feel like ethically, I have to wait for somebody to make an appointment for me, no matter how many times I receive messages. Right. If somebody, it has to be an invitation. So if somebody doesn't make an appointment with me, I'm oh, not going to right give a message to anybody. You ain't gonna be in the <laughs> I saw your energy and I got a message. No, no. I so I will say in the very beginning I used to do that, but um people aren't always looking for it. And we can't uh, I learned I wasn't comfortable with sidetracking people. Um and it's also very uncomfortable to go up to a stranger and say, hi, my name is Ava and I'm a medium and I have a message for you. <laughs> but people have to be willing to receive it. Yeah. So um, 
I heard this name a few times. I got on the plane. I got to the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, so I got to the West Coast, and I ended up being connected with someone, um, and we were just grabbing a bite to eat at a cafe, and uh, she starts telling me about her late husband, and I said the name. I said, is this, I said, I just have to ask, is your husband's name such and such? And she said, yes. And I was like, please know that your husband is with you and he's around and um, just gave her a little bit more information. But it just goes to show that um, energy messages, spirit transcends time or space mm. to where you can receive information being on the East Coast. And then seven hours or six hours later, I'm giving somebody a message on the West Coast. Yeah, that is, that's powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this stuff geeks me out. <laughs> I have so many stories. <laughs> love it. I love it. We'll have to write a book. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let the people know any last words that you have, especially for our spiritual entrepreneurs, because- Mm -hmm. So I just actually switched the focus to spiritual entrepreneurs because I know that we need a platform and we need places. I know there are a few, you know, I mean, Next Level Soul is a good one, but, you know, everybody's not going to get on on um, Alex's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, let's do it. I would say for the spiritual entrepreneurs out there and really everybody, Honor where you are in your journey, no matter what it looks like to anybody else. Speak and live your truth and be the authentic person that you are, because that will bring you the most peace in your life and be gentle with yourself. And remember that every relationship in life requires reciprocity um, and to just Know that you are worthy of being compensated for your time, your talents, your gifts, and your abilities. And the world needs you. We all have different gifts, whether we identify them as spiritual or not. And we're here for a reason. And we're here to really illuminate and show our light and share it with other people. Yes, I love that. I love it. I love it. I hope that you all listening or watching love it because that is that is fire. That really is. And that's what we need to hear as spiritual entrepreneurs because, you know, it can be really, really challenging to get out there and uh, make a living as a spiritual entrepreneur sometimes. And uh, I understand that. However, um, share with the people the best place that they can find you. Mm. Um, so my website is illuminate528.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook under my name, Ava Brooks, E-V-A, last name Brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S. And my Instagram is illuminate528. Awesome. Awesome. And all of those details will also be in the show notes. So you'll be able to click on them and, and go straight to follow her because she is one to watch. And I am super, super grateful that she has joined me on this platform because I saw her and I actually just met her and I was like, I need to talk to her. <laughs> I need 
turning them on the show. And this has been so much fire. And I, y'all, woo, I get so geeked up. <laughs> You're so sweet. This was such an honor. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. I was going to say, and, and I felt like that, that myself, I felt like I feel so honored and I do. I do with each and every person, but I definitely do with you because I, I felt such a strong, and I'm not going to say it like the people on TikTok. I felt a strong energy. <laughs> like, I need to bring her on the show. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for joining me, Ava. It's been so amazing. Um, we definitely will stay connected. And for all of you that are watching or listening, make sure that if you're watching on YouTube that you like, share, and subscribe. And if you are, are listening anywhere else, go to YouTube and subscribe. Um, but I want to thank all of you for listening. And those of you that are spiritual entrepreneurs and wanting to come on straight out of Savannah and talk about it, send me a message, DM me. You can DM me anywhere. You can Google me and you can find me everywhere. <laughs> so you can DM me on your favorite platform, whatever that is. So thank you so much for hanging out with us and have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, night, weekend, whenever it is that you are listening or watching this. Bye now. I know you've been blown away with the amazing value here today. Now go out and inspire the planet and be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it on Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy.